You are now listening to The Perfect Prana with Kaya Ann. What's poppin'? What's good? Hello, welcome to The Perfect Prana Show on 88.1 FM WCRX, also available on Apple and Spotify. I am Kaya Ann, a yoga instructor on the Chicago scene and your host. We have a lot in this show today. The usual, the yoga news where I speak about yoga controversies, what's going on in the world of yoga. Yoga Hills, where I bring on a special guest, a yoga instructor, ask them about their practice, and the weekly wellness challenge. But before we get into all of that, let's center ourselves. I want you to take this moment, no matter where you're at, you're in your car, you're sitting at a desk, you're on the yoga mat. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you're at. Let's take this moment to go inward. So if you're sitting down, sit up nice and tall, or if you're standing, you can lengthen out your spine, or even if you're laying down, you can lengthen out your spine, create a nice line of energy from your tailbone to your crown. You can bring small movements to your body, to your toes, Become aware of your feet. You can maybe roll your ankles a little bit. Roll your shoulders. Front and then to the back. Move your neck side to side. Tilt your ear to your shoulder. Chin to chest. Now we're going to lengthen out our spine. Sit up nice and tall or stand or lay. You can actually place your hands on your belly. Feel stillness in your entire body. Push out all the breath. And then take a deep inhale right into your belly. Feel your belly expand. And then exhale a nice sigh like. (sighs) Feeling your belly pull in. Take a deep inhale through your nose. Hold at the top. And then exhale to sigh like (sighs) pulling in your belly all the way. Take a deep inhale. You can soften your gaze or close your eyes if you're not already. Feeling the stillness in your body, relaxing your shoulders. And then exhale. (sighs) Nice sigh. Let's do one more together. Take a deep inhale right through your nose. Fill up your belly all the way. Hold at the top. And then exhale, sigh. Make this the longest exhale ever. Pushing out all your breath. I am centered. Let's get right into the show. Yoga news. This week's news. These yoga instructors are pressing Lululemon to clean up its supply chain. So basically, let me give you the tea. Let me tell you what happened. There's this yoga teacher, Sierra Hollister, and for a while, Lululemon was trying to recruit her to be a brand ambassador. They basically get a 
a lot of yogis to be brand ambassadors, hang their pictures on the wall, sometimes teach classes at their locations. I believe that they do that. I'm not sure. Also, just for those that don't know, Lululemon is like a very expensive <laughs> sportswear, athletic wear brand. She basically kept saying no, that she did not want to be their brand ambassador. She rejected them for some time just because she felt like they were expensive and, and inaccessible to a lot of yogis. So she's like, nah. But eventually she said yes and she became their brand ambassador. And then she was informed of how how they produce their products and surprise surprise but not really surprise they have some unethical practices going on unethical as far as like the environment goes and they mass produce products and that is harmful to the environment makes sense so she basically started putting pressure on them to change some of their practices for their environment especially since they are really marketing toward yogis and they say that they have all these all these environmental practices or whatever and that they're um sustainable so they say that so she and other yogis started putting pressure on them like hey why are you still using coal why do you still have factories in these countries and get products from these countries that still use coal you need to be on the green stuff <laughs> i am telling this story in such a interesting way anyway <laughs> So she ended up quitting them and she started a group, basically hold them accountable. They did a protest outside of Lululemon's headquarters and they were doing yoga at the protest. And I'm like, that is a, the epitome of a peaceful protest. <laughs> Anyways, how do I feel about all of this, man? I think this is good. I think people should call these corporations out because at the end of the day it's these corporations that mass produce these products that is probably harmful to the earth i am an advocate for thrifting i mean it's cheaper and then sometimes i also feel like there's so many clothes in this world like we could keep recycling clothes for a long time with how many clothes that they are I, you know how many people and I think sewing or um, just being able to like make clothes is such a cool skill to have but people make new items out of old shirts and old pants and stuff all the time so I'm like literally old cloth like if there's cloth it can be made into something new so do we really need to be producing more getting more thread and making more fabric dyeing more fabric and like do we really need to be doing all i don't know what maybe i don't know but i am biased because i can't i'm not gonna say i can't because i can't afford what i want to afford but i don't want to afford lululemon <laughs> at this point in my life it's not in the budget so 
I have seen some of their stuff and it is cute, but man, it is pricey. But some people say it's really worth it. So, you know, Lululemon, they could go sustainable fashion all the way. And they said that they made some of their facilities into a sustainable factory or whatever. But of course, they, I mean, they can, but they're not going to go fully sustainable just because that would cut into profits basically either they would have to make their clothes more expensive which their clothes are already expensive or they would just lose profits you know it's a corporation at the end of the day companies so many big companies make decisions that are unethical or messed up just so they can mass produce and sell a lot and that's the reality of the situation and on one hand it's like oh my gosh i hate that but then on the other hand me and everybody else i know most people enjoy the conveniences that this mass production brings even though it is hurtful to the earth i think the best thing that we can do is to shop local and then for clothes is to just thrift there's already enough clothes here on this planet so yeah that that's like on the individual level i feel like that's the best that we can do but i'm not somebody that studies fashion and environment too much so i can't give you too much of an opinion on that but that is that for the yoga news also for the yoga news this is not i guess you know technically related but i'm gonna make it relate somehow to yoga (laughs) maybe not i don't know um anyways i learned this in class the other day and it sparked my interest we're entering the lunar new year of 2024 on february 10th saturday the day that this airs and this year It is the year of the dragon. That is the zodiac, the Chinese zodiac for this year, which is like the fifth Chinese zodiac. And to be more specific, it is the wood dragon this year. So the element is wood. It's the wood dragon. Everybody born in February 10th. And then I guess for like the rest of 2024 will be a dragon baby that will be their zodiac sign here's what chinese people believe about this year because it is the year of the dragon and dragons are associated with strength and luck so they say there will be a lot of that this year dragons also represent great leadership my chinese zodiac is a horse everybody should look up their own Chinese zodiac because it's it's just interesting but what's in store for me this year says horses will likely have more chances to hit the road than they did last year says whether you're working or studying you should travel near or afar as much as you can travel would bring luck and opportunities for you I love that for me. Yay. Um, no, I just thought it was fun, interesting topic to talk about. And I guess how I'm going to connect it to my show and just make it make sense is that I love 
learning about different cultures and studying different cultures. I'm not going to say that I'm hardcore believing this. I don't know enough about it to like really be like, oh my gosh, it's just like the guide to my life. <laughs> and that's how I feel about Zodiac and horoscopes in general but I just thought it was an interesting topic and you know I felt like it was culturally diverse to talk about the lunar new year right <laughs> so interesting the year of the dragon it's the only mythical creature among the 12 Chinese zodiac signs so it should be a magical year <laughs> If anybody knows anything else about the Lunar New Year or the Chinese New Year, it's also known as, uh, or the Year of the Dragon, feel free to DM me on Instagram at consistentlykaya, consistently spelled with a K, Kaya spelled K-Y-A-H, and school me, teach me. I'm, I'm definitely interested. There's this stuff goes deep. <laughs> Anyways, on to my personal yoga journey. What's going on with me in yoga? How are we doing? Yes, I mentioned on my last show that I will be teaching the community class next week on February 17th at Yoga View on the North Elston location. So it's free. Please come visit me. And I'm excited. I've just been building my teaching experience and then also promoting this show so <laughs> yeah if you want to come practice yoga with me and basically have a party then yeah 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 feel free to come if you're looking for something to do on a Saturday that's still going on let's just let's just get to the good part everybody's waiting for yoga heels this week's guest Eileen Aurora Eileen is a yoga teacher at Yoga View whom she did her training with yes yeah, so she trained with Yoga View in 2011 and she's been teaching and practicing with Yoga View ever since. Uh, she teaches a challenging, fun, flowy vinyasa class, and she pulls from a lot of different styles of yoga, focusing on alignment and technique. She's all about intention and breath. She teaches four times a week at Yoga View North Elston location, so yeah. Uh, if you want to check out one of her classes, I'll be linking her in the show notes. And um, yeah, let, let's just get on with the interview. <laughs> Thank you, Eileen, so much for coming on and being flexible. How are you doing today? You know, I'm okay. I'm okay. The sun is out, so it's good. <laughs> I guess the main question that I come on here to ask all my guests is why or when did you start practicing yoga and why do you still practice yoga today? Oh, that's a big one. Um, well, so my mom took me to like my first yoga class when I was maybe 13, <laughs> 12 or 13. I loved it. Like I loved it so much. I felt like I could process things like in a way that made sense to me in a container, you know, I didn't know how to say that. Like at that point, cause I was, I was so young, you know, and my mom, my, like my poor mom, she was like a single mom. She was like, Oh, like my daughter is so anxious. Like, <laughs> what do I do? You know? I don't know. I just felt home. Yeah. I continued from 13, 12, 13 onward. 
not like super seriously, but like maybe when I was 18, a little bit, 16, 17, 18, I'm around then. Yeah, I got really serious about it. This is going to sound cheesy, <laughs> but like, like yoga saved my life. Like it really, 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 really did. Like before that, I was really doing everything I could to be out of my body. I was like, you know, like life is so hard. Like I really just want to do everything I can to like not have to feel things. And then yoga was like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> like feel that, but not for too long. <laughs> you know, just like take your time, get into it, you know, do it at your own speed do it at a pace that feels that feels real for you so that's probably why i've stuck with it i don't know it's 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 created um a community for me and i don't i don't think it has to be yoga it could be anything for anybody but for me it's yoga i i love it i love it even when i don't that was such a good point that you just brought up that uh it kind of helped you to feel more in your body and at points in your life you were doing everything to be out of your body and to not feel things. And I, too, appreciate yoga and movement in general for putting, again, like just putting me in my body and kind of yeah. like, and just experiencing it, welcoming it, accepting it. Like, this is just how I feel right now, not trying to like run away from my feelings. And <laughs> I'm sure. Like, oh, I, I will still I will still try to run away. I, I, I like. Like, I will still do that. <laughs> but it's like, it's a journey, though. It's a yeah. journey. One of my um other past guests, you know, she said, sometimes, sometimes it's not safe to be in your body. Like, girl. <laughs> so. Yes. So it depends. Ooh. <laughs> but Ooh. but at our own that's, speed. That's, that's rich. At our own speed, you know, and you can choose. It's kind of like choose your own adventure kind of thing. Yeah, you choose, you know, you could, you can go into warrior two real, real quick or real slow. You can, you can be poetic about it or you can be real like stoic about it. It, 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 it gives you agency. And I love that. Like, I just, I love it. What I wanted so. to ask you about next is kind of like just some of your, I guess, like, what's your biggest philosophy in life? Mm. Something that you carry with you or try to keep at the forefront of your mind. Girl, that's a big question. I mean, the first thing that comes to me is authenticity. Wait, and then before you continue, you can also add how yoga has shaped this philosophy mm. that you have. So there's different ways that you can go about answering this question. So, okay. So authenticity. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I did teacher training twice. So I dropped out like midway through my first session um, because I was like, what the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I'm this really privileged person who's going to like have a platform to like try to help other people get in their bodies. And what I'm actually doing is trying to get out of my body, but I think I'm getting in my body because I'm quote unquote practicing yoga, but I wasn't, you know, I only became privy to it because we were forced to sit in meditation during training and I, I couldn't do it. Like I, 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 we were in a group, we were in a circle and I, I, I couldn't do it. And so, so I dropped out. I said, this is not who I want to be. <laughs> like I thought I was healthy and I'm not. I actually, like I went to rehab and everything. I mean, like I did like a, 
like a 360 kind of thing. In that rehab, we had like a few coaches who were like based in mindfulness and I was confronted with mindfulness again. <laughs> you know, it wasn't really like based on asana and body, but it was based on uh, feeling your emotions and, and being with yourself and being with what you're doing. And um, so after that, it just, it stayed with me. It was just, it was just part of my recovery. It's a journey of becoming. <laughs> it's a journey of like, I don't know, authenticity is like, it's such a big word, right? Like, it's like, I also think of justice. I think of being a white woman <laughs> with a platform and like what that entails. And like, why am I doing this? Do I really need this platform? It's, it's not about that. You know, it's about, um, it's personal. And if you can share a little bit with somebody, like, fine, you know, but it's not like, I'm this person <laughs> and I need to shine my light, you know, because <laughs> I've got all this wisdom. It's just like, it's personal, you know, like this, this shit saved my life. Like this stuff, it could be anything. It could be like Taekwondo or running or whatever it is. But for me, it was yoga. Like that's just what it was. I don't, I just, I don't think it's, I mean, it is deep. It's super deep. It's super personal, but it's also at the end of the day, it's not that deep. You know, it's like somebody can feel this way about jogging or boxing or whatever. Like whatever it is for you that is making you feel more like yourself, that's making you show up in the world <laughs> to be just like not a piece of shit, you know, like just a little bit better. Life is hard. Like I really don't think yoga is the antidote. Like I don't think. Yoga is the answer. It's like, I think whatever it is for you that resonates, it could be anything as long as you're just, you're with it. That is so, I mean, an interesting perspective, even, <laughs> and, I'll, and I'm open to it and I'll allow it, even though it's like, oh, this is a yoga podcast and I talk up yoga a whole bunch, but mm -hmm. no, you're really very much correct that it can be anything. I feel the same way as well. Just, I kind of group yoga in with all movement at this point because yeah. I'm like it all gives me the same feeling you know I get mm -hmm. a similar feeling from running or going to the gym or doing an, an an intense yoga flow and I'll just say like the asana not you know yoga because it's like mm -hmm. asana or the movement it is the yoga and I know that the yoga is not just the movement so but at the end of the day, is I still get the same feeling from all the movements. So it, it like whatever gives you that feeling, that mm. dopamine, that serotonin, mm. <laughs> those those chemical releases that feel good, the endorphins, whatever gives you that, then you should tap into that as long as it's not harmful for yourself. So yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, girl. If you were giving advice to someone or even to your past self where they are, they're faced with this whole meditation concept, like in a teacher training, and it's really difficult for them to get through these meditations, like what would be the advice you would give them to practice mindfulness? If I think about it in that sense, like where I was, if I was giving myself advice, I wasn't at a place where I could sit and just be with myself and like observe, you know, even if it was difficult, like I, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, so I think like at that point, the advice is, and I think what happened was recognition, you know, and then action, make a change, do something that's not popular. Don't become the yoga teacher, drop out, 
lose your money, go to the hospital, you know? (laughs) So I think like, I think that's mindfulness. Like I don't, you know, I think, I think that is mindfulness because you're always where you are, you know? And like, if you can meet yourself where you are, even if like, it's not cool or (laughs) cute or whatever, like if you could still do that, like that's, you're winning, like you're winning. You've already won. Even if like, it's the worst, like you're, you're winning. I'm proud of that person. And I think the advice I would give to somebody who's going through anything (laughs) is like try just try to be with what is try 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 and even if you resist it for a really long time it's fine but like catch those little glimpses (laughs) of what really is you know um because that's that's juicy you know that's that's your avenue to um heal i like that you said though you know first it was recognition. And that's just a reminder, like the first step is awareness always is <laughs> just to become yeah. aware of the circumstances and the situation. And I think hopefully eventually for everybody, including myself, once we become aware of whatever the issue is, is that we'll change it. <laughs> we'll get uh, dissatisfied with it enough to be like, okay, we're going to do something different or try something new or yeah, it up. Like, yeah. I mean, if it's like, if it's draining your energy, it's like, it's not, it's not serving you. Like, and you're feeling that you're like, what, what, what am I doing? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you, girl. So I, I guess in a place of like, you got to trust that you'll stop <laughs> in enough time. Mm. If you feel like something is draining you, that you'll change it in enough time and just trusting that I'm trying to be very trustworthy with some things in my life right now. Like, hopefully I change Mm. this or break this habit because I know it's problematic. So, (laughs) Mm. but it's like old habits die hard, right? (laughs) Yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. And also like, you know, I, I mean, I was just talking with a friend the other day and I was like, you know, cause I'm a single mom and I'm like, I'll be with my son for like five days, you know, and it's beautiful and it's joyous, but it's also really, really, really hard. And then when I'm not with him, like I have days to myself and I'm like, what do I, what do I do? Like, how do I, how do I fill this time? Do I date? Do I, and like what I really, really, really love to do is to go dancing. And so and so I do. So I was talking to my friend who's also a single mom and she was, I was like, I feel like what I do at the end of the day, when I don't have my son is I go to the opposite spectrum and I'm just like crazy <laughs> or whatever. And I think like, it's okay. Like, it's okay. Like you were talking about coping mechanisms and like things like old habits die hard. I don't know. Like I, I, I just, I don't feel guilty about my indulgences. Like, and I don't think that makes me less yogic. Yeah, I'll stay out late. I'll have too many drinks. I'll have a hangover. And I, I still don't think that makes me less yogic. Like, I really, truly don't. I really rebel against the idea that the yoga teacher is, or the yoga practitioner is perfect or whatever. I think that that's like, you know, ahimsa. I think it's the opposite of ahimsa. I think it's like super dangerous. I don't know. Like when I first started yoga, like getting into yoga and getting into the culture, like I was confused. I was like, what is this? Like, like I, I didn't have the right pants. Like I couldn't afford them. Like I, 
I don't know. I just like, I felt awkward and I, and, and, and I'm an introvert. So like I would sit in the back of the class and I felt, I just felt awkward. Like I, I didn't really feel like I, I, I belonged, but I also, when I was in it knew like that's where I was supposed to be. And so my relationship towards yoga has evolved, not where it's like, Oh my God, I'm at the, the pinnacle. You know, it's like, it's peaks and valleys, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, I've, tr- I've tried really hard to be super disciplined, do Ashtanga every day, you know, and, like, make progress there. And, like, that wasn't working for me. And then, like, I don't really love dancey vinyasa. Like, I don't like flowery language. <laughs> I'm particular. <laughs> I think it's cool. We, like, like, let the practice evolve with you. But, like, you got to stay disciplined. Because <laughs> if you're not going to, like, if you're going to be just, like, floaty body about it like oh you know I might I might practice today you know I I got cramps like I, I feel bloated whatever like I'll do that I definitely will but like I'm 30 I'm almost 35 and I started when I was 13 and you know you cultivate that and you keep it going like just like musicians do or people on the radio like you keep it going you know like just like breathing, <laughs> just like prana. You keep going just by doing. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be dogmatic. If it's in your mind, if it's in your heart, like you're doing it, you know? And it, like you said, it was. it's not just asana. It's There's a, a lot of different ways. For instance, like my co-parent practices yoga, not by asana, but by meditation with chanting. I've got to say, this human is... <laughs> way more peaceful than I am, <laughs> but it's okay. You know, we got to be with ourselves. <laughs> I guess what I wanted to ask you is currently, do you ever feel like you want to go back to old habits and do you refrain? Have you learned a balance with certain things? Cause I know you said you went to um, rehab and I'm going to respect your privacy on all the details, but just for whatever that was, do you ever feel like you want to go back to that? No, no. Uh, I mean, that's a really hard question because even if you're not engaging in those habits, there's still like mental puzzles, like avenues you've created in your mind. And so, so even if you're not like dropping back into that, it was um, an eating disorder. Um, and so like, even if you're not what they call it is habits, behaviors, you know, even if you're not doing that, there's still things that you can't see from the outside that you, you have to sit with yourself. Sometimes it feels easier to go back there. You know, there's pretty pr- privilege in our, in our culture and there's a sense of control with certain things that's limiting, you know? So it's like, where do you want to limit yourself? Maybe it's in some other avenue, you know, maybe it's, maybe you're evolving into limiting yourself (laughs) by way of respecting ahimsa or being of service in a better way, a way that's more freeing, more pure. Yeah, there's just these choices that we get to make, I think, when we come up against who we used to be. And when we have the opportunity to drop back into that, but we, we don't, I think we get, we get, I don't want to say gifts, but like we get blessings or like wisdom, maybe that's a nice notion. At least <laughs> I would like to think of, of it that way. <laughs> I, I'm always, I'm always here 
for the habit conversation or the behavior conversation because it's something I've dealt with. I mean, by nature, we're probably all creatures of habits. I know personally for me when they say, oh, you know, this person has an addictive personality. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) And, And I've noticed that in some of my other family members too, is that we deal with overindulgences. And now I feel like I'm just coming out of certain things and moving away from them and just really trying to get to the root of like, man, why was I doing that? And how did Mm. I stop? And Mm. why do I keep not going back? Because I want to give that to everybody because I just know at a certain point in my life, I felt stuck You know, and it's funny, like saying trying to get out of your body, but like I literally Mm. remember feeling stuck in my body. Like I'm stuck. No, yeah. It's not going to change. It's not changing. Mm -hmm. I'm stuck Mm -hmm. like this. I'm not Mm -hmm. going anywhere. Like this is just who I am. Just started coming to practices, movements, biking, running, weightlifting, all this stuff that kind of helped me to just feel more in. And to just feel good. Over time, certain habits started to drop, but it's Why just, did you, can I ask, why, why did you feel like your body was stuck? You know, dealing with being overweight, mm-hmm. I just felt like, in a, I went through so many things where I felt like I can't change this, you know, when I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm young and I'm like, oh, I tried these little diets, I did this, you know, I stopped, I didn't drink juice (laughs) and, you know, Mm -hmm. all my Mm -hmm. friends are eating junk food and they can eat whatever they want, but I eat some of the same things. And then I'm like, I gained 10 pounds. Like I'm just stuck in this body. There's like, Mm -hmm. it's just, this is how it is, you know? And then there's certain habits I've had at life, you know, Mm -hmm. just exposing it all. And I've said this Mm -hmm. on my show before and it's just funny to think about, but I used to be a ridiculous weed smoker and then mm-hmm. I moved to Chicago and I just suddenly stopped, but I felt stuck with that habit. I accepted it. I worked mm-hmm. at a cannabis shop. I said, this is who I am. I'm a yes. you're, <laughs> you're, I, a, you're You're a Rasta girl through and through. <laughs> right. I, that's what I thought. And then mm. I don't know, it just, it changed that habit just dropped and because mm. it wasn't it wasn't serving you mm. yeah so mm. I'm really always just curious about the science of habits and just like really hearing other people's experiences with breaking them or just dealing with them you know how people say like I think Einstein says it like energy cannot be destroyed it can only be like transformed or something it's something like that mm-hmm. and like I feel that way about habits a little bit I can see my habits sort of transform into other habits <laughs> and then I have to like I have to look at it from another lens and then even though it's like maybe it's not a substance maybe it's um a mental repetition or maybe it's like um I don't know something something um a lens that I'm wearing or something I, I don't know a pattern I'm like repeating it's just as uncomfortable I've got to say <laughs> I, I don't know what the answer is. Like, I really, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is, but I'm glad that there's an outlet, you know, 
for somebody like me, <laughs> which is yoga. <laughs> and I'm glad that other people have outlets, you know, maybe it's like jujitsu or like Mai Tai or I don't know, whatever it is, like singing. Like somebody told me recently that like the antidote to trauma is self-expression. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. They're like, do you dance? I'm like, girl, I dance all the time. I'm like, when I'm at home, I'm dancing. <laughs> when I'm not with my son, I go out dancing, you know? They're like, good, yeah, you got to move your body to shake out the trauma. And I'm like, cool, that's being, <laughs> that's being a yogi, you know? <laughs> hmm, that is beautiful. The anecdote to trauma is self-expression. Self yeah, girl. Should put that on my wall. <laughs> it's so it's so hard. Some, sometimes it's hard, especially if like you you know you didn't grow up in, in a in a place where it was like okay to be that way or safe, you know. But I, I I'm glad that you brought attention to that. That it never gets easier, you know. Once I feel like oh I conquered one habit, I got rid of that. Then I'm like, can't I take that same formula and apply it to this habit and it's like mm. in a sense I can but it doesn't feel as easy as I want it to that's just something I've been accepting <laughs> too like, yeah you yeah. know yeah 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 I mean like at the end of the day like why why do we have habits you know we're we're seeking comfort we're seeking maybe other things like familiarity like maybe um love acceptance you know and like doing that in a way that feels safe for you might look like these different habits you know <laughs> maybe it was like weed or food or sleeping or whatever whatever it is you know it's and I don't I don't I, I just I don't think it's wrong and I don't I don't think it makes you less yogic I think it makes you said journey earlier like it's that's your journey and that's okay like it's beautiful, you know, it's beautiful. Like we're just, we're trying, we're, I think, I hope to feel better. I just love giving grace. I think that's one of the, one of the things the practice is, is talking to me about lately is just giving myself grace and, and others, um, with habits, with expectations, with, Next and honestly, the last question I was going to ask you was, what's something that you're working on within your personal practice? Just doing it <laughs> because it's hard. Sometimes it's really, really hard. Like my son wakes up at like six in the morning and then it's just like, it's just like a, you know, a battle, you know, it's like, I need breakfast. I need to go pee. I need to go poo. I need you to wipe my butt. I, <laughs> I need to put my jacket on put my socks on, put my, help me get my shoes on. Let's, let's get to the school drop off. And I'm just like, my practice is just being, doing it. It's just getting on the mat and doing it. And, uh, it's funny because I think about like how it was like maybe last year this time I was like, Oh, it must be Ashtanga, <laughs> you know, and I must be seeking new poses and I must be doing the exact same thing every single day and that's not what it is today yeah it's it's uh it's different it's letdowns you know it's being with my letdowns like oh i don't i don't have the energy today like i i really just don't i need to rest 
I've been momming for five days straight on my own. <laughs> and uh, I'm not getting on my mat. And that doesn't make me less yogic. You know, that's, I think it would probably be more violent to get on my mat at that point. So I think, I don't really think about what I'm working on. I just like, I just, I, I try to practice constantly. Like that's the thing, not like constantly, but like, I think the thing that sticks with me is like trying to practice because, <laughs> because a longevity thing, you know, it's not short term. Something so. is better than nothing is what I always say. So <laughs> even. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so yeah. like just, I'm, I'm definitely with you. Um, mm. Just because time seems limited at times and it, sometimes it is hard to to just show up but like you said if you try you're winning <laughs> if you're aware you're winning so yeah I mean it's like you know like and they talk about like the eight limbs of yoga like it's a, it's not just the physical poses like doing your studies and and cleaning your house and like taking care of your loved ones and like taking care of yourself like not just with physical practice but like other things like your financial stuff, whatever, like things that don't seem so sexy, whatever, like that's still yoga. So I think about that all the time. I'm like, oh my God, like I'm so stressed. Like what's my credit score? How's it, you know, how are my credit cards? Like it, did I pay my, my car bill? You know, and like that's yoga to me. That is, that really is trying to get yourself aligned helps you, I think, be in service to other people like a little bit more effectively. And it's not because you're body looks a certain way or like you've achieved a specific pose like that's not going to really like really like what the like at the end of the day what's that going to do for you besides have a good picture maybe it's good for marketing but like at the end of the day like humanity is we're, we're here to help each other and so like your whole life is yoga or like a thing to be involved with yeah I think that's my practice to be honest with you like it is hard hard man I've got a sink full of dishes that I gotta go home to and <laughs> relatable <laughs> I don't think that's less important than like doing like a, a crow or doing a tree whatever like I think it's beautiful I think it's so impactful and I love it but I, I think like to be myopic about it is just it's not serving our culture really it's really not it's like it's not serving our culture because what we really need, if you look at globally what's going on and historically what has happened, like the violence against minorities, really, is it that important to like land your crow? What's important, I think, is to be generous, to be open, to be willing to learn, to be willing to listen, to learn about, you know, my teacher told me in a, in teacher training, she said, yeah, like your poses are great, but like, can you try to learn grace? And I was like, what are you talking? And it was in a note. And she was like, try to have grace throughout the transitions of each pose. And I was like, what? <laughs> and it stuck with me. It's been about 13 years. And I'm like, what does it mean to have grace in between different transitions of my life? A lot of it, I think, is forgiveness. A lot of it, I think, is silence, solitude, not so much the physical practice even though I would like it to be like, I wish so bad. It was like <laughs> doing your yoga poses at the, <laughs> you'll reach enlightenment. It's super easy. <laughs> it's, I just, I don't, it's an avenue, you know, it's a, 
it's a nice thing to do. That's where I'm at with my practice. <laughs> From my understanding of philosophy, there's a path to yoga. And I understand that there's a path of a pathway to yoga and then like enlightenment is at the end or it's at the top or however you want to look at this pathway and you go through these steps to get to enlightenment, to yoga, to unite, right? Um, mm -hmm. Do you ever feel like you reach enlightenment and then you're like sent back on the path or like you go through the steps again or... When I was a kid, I used to faint all the time, like all the time. I fainted all the time. Um, and I was like, why do I faint all the time? You know what I mean? And now that I can look back, I'm like, oh, if I look at it like through like sort of a woo-woo lens, it's like, I feel, I make sense of it. I was exposed to so much trauma and so much systemic violence that I think my body was like, no, trying to program you that way. And, 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 and so faint. So I would faint and then I would wake up and uh, continue on with life. And I feel like now it's a blessing. It's such a blessing to have gone through that. I think it's hard to think about like, what is your philosophy on life? And like, have you reached this peak? <laughs> Are you coasting? Are you in purgatory? Are you in hell? I think it's a lot of it. It's um, a state of mind. And I don't, I don't know what the answer is. What I can say is uh, for myself, I, I know that I'm here <laughs> to work on forgiveness, patience, grace, and like, I can't do it alone. It's not the asana. <laughs> the asana, yeah, of course, like that, that'll be super helpful. I think it's a wonderful thing. But yeah, sometimes it's, it's a step forward and five steps back. But somebody said to me, the, actually, somebody said to me last week, they're like, sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm taking a step forward and then five steps back. And it makes me so sad. And then they said, but because I've taken those steps forward and then taking these leaps back, like, even though it's sad, the steps forward are like less hard than they used to be. And I was like, wow, that's huge. You know, like that's beautiful. For instance, also like my, my grandpa died less two months ago, my mom's dad. And it was the first person that has gone beyond physical life here. And I, I think about the conversations that I had with him and he, he would say, you know, he would, he's funny. He was like, he's like, no, no, no news is good news. You know, like I, I feel like he was trapped because he was of service his whole life. Like, like my grandpa, he didn't get past education past uh, second grade. So he quit school when he was eight years old. He started working. He's been working ever since or I mean, wherever he is. <laughs> so he's been of service, you know, like, when I would talk to him, I could feel that he was like, oh, don't burden me with anything else. Like, please let me rest. You know, please let me rest. There were people in particular that I know he felt a duty to. He never practiced yoga in like the cute cultural sense, but that man was a, a really strong teacher. And I love that. I love that so much. I love that we can be these teachers without being like, oh, I'm wearing my yoga pants and I'm in front of the class. La, 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 la. I love humility, you know? What was your question? <laughs> the original question was enlightenment. Just have you ever felt oh, like you reached no, enlightenment no, and then no. you like, Oh, yes. Okay. No. 
No, I don't. I think, I think, no, I don't. Absolutely not. My journey, it's a healing sounds like silly, but like that's, that's what it is. And so like, it's not like I, I, I'm not grasping for enlightenment. I am living my life. I'm just living my life and it's reliving hell (laughs) at some point. And then also being like, okay, you know, and like, you know, seeing it, I, 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 I have not reached a point of nirvana actually (laughs) one of my philosophies on life is like a process of dying because like that's that's we're all you know we're all dying um at the end of the day (laughs) like this is a i mean life is life-giving but it's also a process of dying i read somewhere that it's like um you could do certain acts as an act of practicing dying that's like that's really scary you know like that's and when my when my grandpa died I was like I know that was his act of ultimate courage was like okay I'm gonna do it I'm giving my physical body up I'm giving all my suffering up like I'm giving the stories up I'm giving my attachments up like I think death is maybe enlightenment I don't know but I'm not I'm not trying to seek some sort of transcendence out of um who I am like being who I am that's that's enough that's enough. Um, but I used to think differently. I used to think like, oh, there is, there is a place, you know, there, and, and, and yeah, like we reach those kind of, um, states, you know, where it's like real peaceful, real Zen, real, you know, they say like higher vibrational or whatever, but, um, not in our culture, you know what I mean? Like not where it's like, ah, oh, you're so high vibrational. You, you da, 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 da real like 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 go back to authenticity like what what does that feel like for you peace is like relative you know like if you grew up with like crazy trauma or no trauma like peace is going to feel a bit you know different for, for for everybody and so i don't really mess with the word enlightenment i just i just think it's really important to be you know and a shaman said this to me once they said you don't like to leave the earth you know <laughs> like you don't you don't want to go to other dimensions. <laughs> like it's, it's true. Like I really don't. <laughs> like that's beautiful, but like um, I'm here in this body with these bones and with the skin and with my car and my home and my animal and like that's that's my sadhana. Like that's my everyday, and that's what's important to me. <laughs> it's eleven, um, eleven. Make a wish. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite thing in the world. I I can't help myself. I wish. I, I just wish. Have no, neither, neither can I. Neither can I. But no, I'm I'm sorry to um interrupt with. The, no, you're not. I, I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. That was no, perfect. no, but I, I I'm, <laughs> I'm constantly always no, thinking I'm literally, about I'm, that. I'm like that too. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm not, no, I swear to God, I'll be texting with somebody. We'll be talking about like. You know, like I'll be with like my co-parent. Like, did does Neil have socks and underwear or whatever? <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, eleven, eleven, <laughs> <laughs> right? It's the superstition why I feel that it's mandatory yeah. to Me make too. a Me wish. Too. It might be my OCD. I don't know. But I just, I just wanted to say thank you for sharing interesting perspective honestly I'm Mm. constantly as I'm learning about yoga and like relearning about things just constantly in understanding that people teach yoga philosophy as 
or even um they teach buddhism kind of very Mm -hmm. similarly like here's this these eight steps you follow these steps and then you reach enlightenment at the end like once Mm -hmm. all of these things are in order here you are at Mm -hmm. enlightenment and i've kind of been thinking about this lately like at what point do I allow myself to be enlightened in air quotes whatever that means you know Mm -hmm. I guess Mm -hmm. it could be synonymous for peace or it's relative right some people might think oh out of this world I'm transcending so I'm like that's interesting perspective Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. um but at what point do we allow ourselves to be like okay I'm enlightened like if you had a day let's say you did your yoga practice you read a little bit so you studied and you cleaned your house you didn't steal you didn't overindulge Mm -hmm. today you Mm -hmm. didn't do you know what I'm saying you followed all Mm -hmm. these steps you meditated you Mm -hmm. whatever then like at what point are you like I'm enlightened like you're when when are we allowed to own that do you own it at times and Mm. you know at times sometimes I feel like okay I feel like this right now but then other times I take steps back to where I'm like oh now I feel like I'm being having to recycle some things now I have to work on this again. Yeah. Is that is that a lack of enlightenment? Like, isn't that awareness like enlightenment itself? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, it's don't we, all, don't we all, all philosophical. Okay. If we had nothing to work on, like, what would we like? Why would we be here? Yeah. I just I don't know. Like, you're are are you ever around somebody and you just feel so peaceful and you're like, oh yeah. I don't really know what that is, but like. That resonance feels, wow, like that, that has an impact. And I still like, (laughs) I still don't think that's enlightenment. I think that that's a state that you've Mm -hmm. cultivated. And I think there's ways, you know, by way of mantra or breath work or whatever, but it's a, and, and if you can elongate that state, I think that's so beautiful. And and maybe that's what enlightenment is for some people. For instance, like my, my co-parent, who is my my ex-husband started journaling and meditating <laughs> towards the end of our like decade relationship and now meditates, I think twice a day and teaches it when I'm around him and I've been around him for a decade. Like he, he feels different and I, I know I feel different. We both feel different. And it's like, yeah, these practices have an influence on our state on our nervous system, on our psychology, on our neurological pathways. And that's important so that, in my opinion, <laughs> we can be more of service, like be be more helpful to people. I don't think that transcending, I don't think the goal is to transcend this physical body or I think I believe when you look somebody <laughs> like in the eyes, you know, it's like, it's a little bit more love there, a little less hard. Um, Interesting. I mean, like I've, I'm <laughs> open to everything, so, <laughs> but it was, you know, kind of just something that's been on my mind lately. And that's an, again, like an, an interesting perspective that enlightenment to you into probably probably other people is more final definite and it's something 
that I mean, I guess in that way, it's like, I don't know if you can achieve it when you're alive because you're always working on something when you're living. You're always, there's always another step. There's always another level. There's always something more for us to do. Yeah. For us to learn. I mean, for me, there is. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, that's been my experience and I'm limited. <laughs> I'm sure that there are people who have different experiences, but for me, for me, I think um, enlightenment is the ultimate let go. It's the ultimate surrender. It'll be death. Like that's the the ultimate. That's enlightenment to me. Is <laughs> your death, and that doesn't like negate the things you do now. Like you, it's we we have these practice. To me, like I have these practices that I do to help myself like be less in my own way so that I can be a little bit more helpful in some sense I guess like that's living in enlightenment I think it's not some state you would like achieve that's like stagnant and like oh I'm here I can sit down <laughs> it's like walking uh, through the world as as it is like not through your rose colored glasses, like walking literally through the world as it is and approaching circumstances as they are. And I think the more space we make to be able to be loving and helpful and kind, um, not just in like a hallmark way, like in a real true way, I think that's enlightenment. Well, thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for <laughs> working with me and all these questions. But before we go, what I ask all my guests is that they just lead us through a quick pranayama, your choice, just a few breaths and a few cues. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So let's find a comfortable seat here. If you're sitting on like a chair, you can have your feet. I don't know, maybe hips distance apart, hands on your lap, on your legs. Close your eyes here. And just try to feel like how you're actually feeling without like any sort of narrative. Just kind of feel how your physical body feels, how your mind state feels. And then notice the periphery of your body as if there's like a, an outline like around your body, maybe a marker or chalk or something. And try to just kind of see that and soften a little. Maybe with your next exhale, you can notice your sit bones get a little heavier, your fingertips a little bit softer, your eyes a little heavy. Let's try three breaths together, just in and out through the nose. No adjustment, just kind of feeling it as it is, right? One, and staying soft here. Two, three, 
free. And letting that practice go. There's no state to reach. In fact, some people don't love breath work. Maybe it's something else. Thank you so <laughs> much, Eileen. I love <laughs> experiencing everybody's different take on breath work. I will be putting your information in the uh, show notes. So I'm guessing is Instagram okay? Or mm-hmm. um, I guess the link to Yoga View as well. I guess. Thanks for inviting me. <laughs> how you can seal the conversation however you like to seal your practice or your uh, class. Okay. Hands together in front and forehead towards the thumbs. <laughs> Namaste. 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 Thank you, Eileen. Weekly wellness challenge. Last week's challenge and as you all know if you don't know then you know now i've been following yoga philosophy in order for my weekly challenges we're still in the yamas there are five yamas we did ahimsa non-violence we did satya truthfulness and now we will be doing asteya non-stilling and i've been getting my information from the internet just loosely following these (laughs) lists and guides um that kind of like you know put it all out there right now i'm on eckhart yoga shout out to eckhart they've been helping me but non-stilling if you haven't noticed a lot you know so at first it was non-violence, truthfulness, non-stealing. That these are kind of comparable to like the Ten Commandments. Across cultures, across religions, you're going to find a lot of these same rules in air quotes or some of these same guidelines for how to live your life. Like this is just like the basic the basic stuff (laughs) like being truthful and being non-violent and you know not stealing like oh that's basic you know but there's a lot of ways to spin this into into spin these guidelines and to really review like yeah you didn't go into walmart and you didn't steal but that doesn't mean that you were practicing (laughs) non-stealing there could be other ways that you're stealing from yourself or from others you could be stealing somebody's peace you could be stealing your own peace you know you could be stealing time you could be stealing time from your job you could be stealing time from yourself You could be stealing somebody else's time. I know it's my struggle when I am running behind and I'm late and I'm working on it, guys. I'm working on it. But I know that, you know, when people have to wait on me, I'm stealing their time. That's not cool. (laughs) Slap me on the wrist for that, bad Kaya. So there's a lot of ways to think about this like huh like how have I been stealing I guess before I really get into this week's weekly challenge just to say last week's weekly challenge it went fine I journaled I reflected on things that I have 
this year that I didn't have last year and yeah I'm grateful and yada 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 admitting those comfortable truths I gave everybody the space and the freedom to admit the hard truths face that on your own time at your own will (laughs) because it's vulnerable and it's hard so yeah practicing honesty with yourself it's hard it's necessary though yeah I think that we're all pushed there eventually back to Astea non-stealing what I find interesting is on this on this website the quote that she has really big or I don't know if it's a she that wrote this but the quote that's really big is the need to steal essentially arises because of a lack of faith in ourselves to be able to create what we need by ourselves and I just remember my dad basically saying this to me when I was in my younger years experimenting with thievery (laughs) and he told me this he told me this like and he's told me this in other contexts too even about other people like you know the reason why people steal is because they don't think that they could create what they need or get what they need by themselves in like an honest way you know what I'm saying I mean stealing is basically lying (laughs) we can get whatever we want honestly so I was thinking about ways that I steal from myself I steal from my future self I know that sometimes I feel like I'm lacking time to do the things that I want to do in air quotes so I steal time from my future self that's literally procrastination right there stressing my future self out now because I don't feel like I have enough time right now it's just interesting I like that quote though because it's interesting to just think about the things that what do you feel like you're lacking is just something to think about. Anyways, what's the weekly wellness challenge? How am I going to make a challenge out of this? This week's weekly challenge, what we're going to do, just to be clear and concise about it, we're going to reflect in our journals. So there's two parts, there's two parts, but we're going to reflect in our journals, ask ourselves, what do I feel like I'm lacking in or what have I felt like I've I'm lacking in it could be again a behavior a personality trait um it could be something physical or it could be time it could be anything like whatever you feel like man I don't have enough of this if I had more I would be happier I would be more at peace if I had more motivation if I had more discipline if I had more time if I had more money if I have whatever the case is And I want you to journal about that. What do you feel like you don't have enough of? Why do you feel like you don't have enough of it? Whatever. You could get deep or literally just say, look, I feel like I don't have enough of this. And then the second part to the challenge is I want you to go look in the mirror. (laughs) You don't have to. (laughs) But I just like that for the for the dramatics you know what I'm saying but go look in the mirror point to yourself and affirm that you have enough of whatever it is affirm that you're abundant I have enough time I have enough discipline I have enough motivation I have enough security I have enough money I have enough food I have enough clothes all my needs are met I have enough I have enough love 
you know what I'm saying? You, you get my drift, whatever. <laughs> Before I go, I wanted to end with a quote and I just got this off Google and just a little short quote related to the weekly wellness challenge, of course, just feeding into the fact that, look, the root of stealing is just lack, feeling lack, feeling like you don't have enough of something. So now that we understand that, the quote for this week is stealing is a choice not a necessity and I don't even know who said that and it honestly almost sounds like a political take (laughs) but making the choice to not steal is telling yourself that one you have enough or two that you're capable of creating enough and it is just that simple I think though like when we learn to not steal whether that be time or control or uh, love or whatever like we learn to not steal things objects or physical or non-physical objects or whatever and we learn to cultivate that ourselves that that's beautiful and that that is powerful that is empowering right there you know, I could be so hungry and I could be at the store. I'm like, I have no money, no money at all. And I'm at a crossroads. Like I could steal this thing of oatmeal and feed myself for a week. Or I can have faith in myself that I will create the opportunity for money or I will be able to earn money somehow or I'll I'll be able to get money get this oatmeal in an honest way and I would probably feel better about myself (laughs) if I if I did the latter you know but it's like I know it's a bit of a controversy probably to say that because you know people like people are impoverished they have no choice but to steal but they do have a choice but I think though people stealing is just a sign of there is no hope there is no faith but the the hope and the faith is there we do not have to steal stealing is a choice it is not a necessity i've really enjoyed talking with you guys and talking with eileen this is the perfect prana show on 88.1 fm saturdays at 10 a.m sundays at 9 a.m also available on apple and spotify where an extended version will be posted It's been a delight. May the light and darkness within me bow to the light and darkness within you. Namaste.